0: Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. The gospel message is one of generosity. It's a message where Jesus looked out at the poor and he did something about it. He said he was sent to proclaim release to the captives. Generous with not only resources but also with hope. Church, it's not just that we have to be looking for every person on the street that lifts up a cardboard sign that that says, Give. God bless. No, we've got to be generous not only with our resources, but also with hope. The world needs hope. And Jesus says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. I'm called to be generous to the poor. I'm called to be generous in proclaiming the release of the captives. Do we still believe that people who are oppressed and held captive can be released? Do we believe that Jesus came to do that? And in in so doing, he's called us to do that. See, the gospel message, this good news, is a generous message of hope and healing. scripture says, I've been anointed to offer recovery of sight to the blind. To set free those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. I believe the gospel message, we are should be generous in all of those aspects. Looking for opportunities to help people who can be released from those things that are binding them. People who are without hope. They need to hear good news and we need to be generously supplying it. we can go through our days and and I can go through my week and I can do all kinds of little things. This past week my my favorite the the fun thing I did this week was I was up on a roof and we were tearing up part of the roof in San Antonio. And uh we had a leak there it need it's 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 a roof a section of a roof that needed to be fixed for for years. But it had an asphalt roof underneath it so we've been able to push it off. And I was in Lowe's and I was walking around and and I just said this feels good. I'm excited. I'm like, God, but I'm also 50 and my shoulders are giving out. Would you give me a few more years to do this? Because I'm excited to do it. I think the world needs to see our excitement. We need to be generously sharing hope that the church still is a place to go for the, for the lost and the refu- those who need Refuge. But before they ever grace the doors of the church, they need to see it on our face that we're excited. We're excited about what we're doing. I wasn't as excited at the end of the day uh, after I was up on that roof, but uh, I was still excited. Are you still excited that the Spirit of the Lord has set you apart, has anointed you to take the good news to the lost, to the poor, to those who are oppressed? To announce this is the favorable year of the Lord. Now, I understand that was a very favorable year. But I believe that there's also still favor in the year in which we're living. If we will give it generously. The gospel message must be given generously and not selectively. We can't just offer people people salvation when they're starving. We've got to look for ways in which we can serve those who are hurting in all areas. And I'm very grateful for what we're doing here at Crossroads Church. I think we are trying to do that. But we need to be looking for more opportunities. The scripture says that Elijah goes because God has commanded him to go. Yes, he wanted to teach Elijah something. And, and I don't know what else Elijah needed to know about God because he had already seen some amazing things. But God also wanted to reach this lady at this time. Who is God? Who is that lady that God has commanded us to go to? Who's He sending us to? Maybe we should be asking God, God, where are you at work? Let me join you. I've been rereading, started it and then stopped it and started it again. Been rereading Henry Blackaby's book, Experiencing God. And um, not the the, the whole 52-week study, but the book itself. And um, and I'm like, this is so simple. It's really so simple. God, where are you at work? Can I join you? I don't think he would say, no, I don't want you there. I, 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 want, I want to teach you. I want to teach you about my generosity. And so he sends Elijah, this lady, and, and I do know there's there's, other things going on here that he's going to use this event for and also um, in Elijah's life. But, but just taking it at face value, this lady had nothing. She was poor, but the message of hope poured down on her. The bowl never ran out. The flour didn't run out. The oil didn't run out. The resources, it, it, at first glance you would think, Elijah's asking me to give up my resources. God is asking me to give up my resources. See, generosity is not about the emptying of our resources, but the refilling of our faith. She was asked to take this faith leap. In fact, she even says something. She says something pretty interesting. She says, as the Lord your God lives, she doesn't say he's her God. She says, Elijah, as your God lives, I have no bread. In other words, she goes on to tell her story. She says, basically, she's that's I mean, I, I'm not saying she's swearing, but that's her way of, of kind of as God lives, your God lives, I have nothing. But that wasn't her God. That was Elijah's God. But that wasn't what God wanted to do. God wanted her as well. And let me tell you, when the bowl didn't run out and when the flour didn't run out now, wow, this, we're not even going to get to the rest of this story because there's just so much here. You'll have to read the rest. This story doesn't just end with flour and oil. And I don't think our generosity is the end of the gospel. It's just a start. It's just a little start where, where, where maybe we don't know where to go and and, and, and sometimes I, th- I think we got to be careful that we don't see our resources as our resources because they are nothing. In fact, we are nothing. I was, um, I, I was uh, reading uh, um, the, um, he's pre- on a book tour, and, and, and you, you might have recognized the name William Shatner. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he was Kirk, Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Well, Captain Kirk is 91 years old. And uh, he's, he, he did a book, he wrote a book, and it's called Just Call Me Bob. No, Just Call Me Bill. I, I'll do that one, Just Call Me Bob. But anyway, he did, You Just Call Me Bill. And, um, and he said, you know, it's really an interesting thing. I've, all my life I've learned things, and I've got to 91, and I have all this wisdom, but very shortly I'm going to be gone from this planet. I'm going to be dead. And he said, and then I won't be able to give anything to anybody. And so he says, this book is a way for me to give back some of that wisdom to my grandkids. Here's a man who knows that his life is nearing the end. And he says, he doesn't know how long. He said, it could be another year or two, it could be 10 years. But he knows he's got less time now. And he realizes that there's some important things. Now, he doesn't mention God, he doesn't do any of that. But he is a man that is experiencing his own mortality And he's looking at things in his life differently. He's not talking about the millions he's made. He's he's starting to see that resources we have them, we lose them, we we get paid, we spend. Generosity is not about emptying us of our resources, we're just here for a little time anyway. They're not ours they're going to be distributed to someone else. They're going to go on and get moved around. But if we and I are generous, if you and I are generous, God can refill our faith and nobody can take that away from us. In fact, the scripture says in Proverbs chapter 19 verse 17, if you help the poor, you're lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. I mean, that that is a faith statement. And then and then this is one you probably have recognized or seen before Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 Bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby put me to the test says the Lord God of hosts If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need God says that that it's a faith step when it comes to resources Elijah's telling this lady who has, I mean, we don't even know if she has any religious background at all. We don't know anything about her upbringing. We don't know what she knows and what she doesn't know. All we know is that he tells her, you give and just trust me, God's going to do something. He's asking her to, to stretch out in faith. I don't even know if she knows that word. I don't even know if she knew what faith was. And I'm sure she didn't know what faith in God was. But Elijah and God were up to something. God, it's in Elijah. This lady is stretching. Her faith was refilling, or at least filling for the first time. When God asks you and I to be generous, it's not He's trying to take something from you or from me, He's saying, You give. Now, and I really hate this. I really am a little bit, hate hate's a strong word. I'm, I struggle with the complexity of prosperity gospel. All of Latin America, it's, it's influenced so much. And then I ask myself, but why has it influenced so much of Latin America and a lot of the world? Because the poor are still among us. And, and so the poor are receiving the gospel in a different way. Out of our abundance, we look at someone who has nothing and we hear how they've interpreted the gospel and we're like, how did you come to that conclusion? And they come to that conclusion the only way they knew how, in their poverty and in their lack. Now, there are abuses. If you're not familiar with prosperity gospel, it's you give and he's going to give you a bunch back. Well, I don't know what he gives back. Necessarily in terms of quantity, but in Proverbs he says, "When you take care of other people, when you're generous with other people, you're lending to the Lord." How many? of you like, how many of you like your interest rates right now? That's what lending is, and they're not very good. Housing the housing rates are extre- extremely high. Mortgages and are there, but are there also are also therefore higher. Car payments, inflation. Who's making the money? Well, the banks are. Because they've lent to you under a certain percentage. This, so the wisdom writer Solomon says, When you give generously, when you take care of the people who are hurting, when you see the poor, you're lending to God. There's a, there, I don't know what that interest turns into. I, I don't know if it's... Maybe it just comes down to, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into my joy today. Because who can compare what we give limited resources wise to the streets of gold? What can we compare? But I do believe there's something to it and I don't know what level, but we've got to figure out that God is not trying to take things from us. He's asking us to be part of the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to bring good news to the poor, to those who are hurting. See, generosity is, I think at its most basic level, is giving without expecting anything in return. And let me tell you, I think that's hard. I really do. Most of us, most of them, I'll say just me. When, when Have you ever loaned five bucks to someone? I was always taught as a kid, Don't expect it back because you'll be bitter. If you've loaned anything to anybody, you will be bitter because they most likely won't give it back to you, more than likely. Um, Occasionally people will pay somebody back, but you give without expecting anything. My wife, a few years ago, after having served many years, 13, 15 years, in the nonprofit uh, world, um, as an executive in a couple of big nonprofits in San Antonio, she says, "Bob, why can't we do that in our church?" And I said, "Well, the problem is the church can't get into some of the doors because we've been shut out. We can't be in the school system. We can't be in different places." So she started up a nonprofit and uh, called Acts of Hope, and and um, we let her use that building, one of the buildings in San Antonio, and and this is the verse that she she built it off of. Um, at least the second part of this verse. And everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, said it is more blessed to give than receive. See, generosity is giving without expecting anything back. It's It's a change of mindset. And This lady is being asked the impossible, I think, by Elijah. He's asking her to give. But he does give her a little hope. He says that your flour won't run out and your oil won't won't run out until it rains again and things start producing. She's giving with some expectation that there's going to be something coming back to her. But I don't know that she really believes it. Do you you really think she believed it? I I think she's down to the very end. She's like, what could this hurt? What did she have to lose? She had either a half of a meal or one meal left. That was it. Why not? I mean, let's go for broke, right? What, What does she really have to lose? I don't know that she expected anything back, though Elijah had promised, though God promises. But I think generosity at its base level is giving without expecting anything in return. Because we know the God who will return things will be greater than we could ever imagine. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 to 21, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. You and I memorized this in vacation Bible school. You know what I'm talking about. "...where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." Where is our treasure? Where is it? It's not in this world, and it's not in the resources of this world. But I can tell you one thing, they can really occupy our minds sometimes. They might not have our hearts, but they can can own our minds through worry. But Jesus tells the disciples, he says, says, don't get caught up in these things. He says, invest in things that have eternal consequences. It was... um, and and I didn't I, I forgot to look at the year and and hopefully I won't even mess up the, the country but uh, there was a there was a man who wrote in his journal once he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose the words of Jim Elliot before he was killed by the Aka Indians he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep To gain what he cannot lose, you can't lose what generosity produces. And I'm believing that God will turn, he can unleash us like he did Elijah to people like the widow in Zarephath, where others will come to know him. I think the most thing that really stood out to me is, is the spirit of the Lord upon me to preach the good news to the poor. And if so, what am I going to do about it? Let's pray. God, we thank you for, I've used the word already a couple times, the complexity of, of Scripture, the, the the multifaceted way in which you speak and connect different parts of this story, building on this to other parts. You weren't done with with bringing faith to this widow. This was just the start. And, and Lord, I don't know what, your, what, what levels we are on and what you're asking of us, but Lord, I do pray that we will be listening like Elijah. Maybe there's somebody in our neighborhood. Maybe there's someone that we will cross path, paths with this week that just need a generous dose of whether it's our resources, or our time to listen to them or or words of encouragement and hope or whatever the case may be would we be generous with our time and our treasures so that other people can experience faith Lord you've not called us to hold on to our faith and be stingy with what we have Lord help us to share our faith with the world this week I pray in your name Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit CrossroadsTX.Church.